Oh, Bill and Ted. Oh, Billy and Teddy. Well, yeah, it was nothing to me until two weeks ago, or whatever it was. Really? Um, yeah, no, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, yeah, shall I just do the intro and we'll get straight into it? Yeah, just crack on, mate. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a long one. Uh, well, it's a trilogy, though. Don't forget, we've got a trilogy to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most, it, it's like, I mean, it spans space and time and fucking the, and the, the afterlife um, and the multiverse. I think it, it's it's a pretty epic trilogy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it, it is big. Yeah, is this it not? Does, yeah. It does. It does a lot, but it also doesn't do a lot. It also does fuck like. all. It, it means everything, but at the same time, nothing. Yeah, that's what. I, that's, that's what's great about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're yeah yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Yeah. Sup, dude? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that went down like a lead balloon. Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Energy. Um, in this episode, we're talking about the Bill and Ted trilogy. Excellent adventure, bogus journey, and the newly released Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Yeah. 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 So, Bill and Ted. Um, Bills so, and Ted's is so yeah the um the much um sort of like delayed final third part of this trilogy has now actually been released. Um, they've sort of they put it out both in cinemas um in certain parts of the world, but they've also put it out online on the yeah, all the all the digital platforms. Yeah, um, I... they just did it simultaneously, so you can buy it and watch it at home. But if you want to go to the cinema, you can go to the cinema for it, um, which is cool. Um, I think it's, it's a shame that that happened because this has been something, it's been a passion project that fans have been asking for and sort of willed into existence by Keanu and, and Alex Winter. Um, yeah, it's one of those then, weird things because it's been sort of in, like the original idea was sort of floated around, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. There's a Dern's Head film, yeah. It's like phrases for this. And like, because I remember reading about it like literally 10 years ago and being like, oh wow, like that's, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I don't know if we need it, but sure. Like, yeah. like 20, 25 years later than I would have expected. But yeah. Yeah. But it's here. Um, and now it's actually happened. And it's uh, happened uh, in the uh, gas leak. And uh, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the weird thing that like Bill and Ted has come to save us from ourselves. Yeah. And like, and by being thing, like I'm... a universally accessible film. Yeah, it's like if you want to go to the cinema, you can go to the cinema. If you don't want to go to the cinema, don't do it, mate. Don't no, don't put any pressure exactly. on yourself. It's, it's not like it's, it's, yeah, it's not exactly. It's, it's not done like um, that's the, I think of all the different release models that people have done this this year, I think this one's probably my favourite. Yeah, the one I can get behind the most because you know, Tanet, you know, regardless of what you thought of the film. Mm. That was no. You have to go to, if you want to see it. You have to go to the cinema, yeah. and you hear stories of like it was okay for us, but in the states, people were having to drive sixty miles just to go and see this film, and it was very much like a no, fuck you, you have to do this. It's like yeah. mm, okay, fine. And then you had the very cynical Disney putting out Mulan for thirty quid, and everyone had to pay up front for it. And it's like, hey, come on, man. Mm. And then there was this where it was like, well, there's options. You can buy it for a normal price that you buy a movie for, 
or you can go to cinema to watch it if you're comfortable going to cinema but you don't have to there are other ways to watch it it's like okay yeah that's it that's like why is not everyone doing that now i don't understand no exactly i almost feel like that's what everything they should do that with all the other films this year now and just go right well yeah we will put it out in cinema we understand we're not going to get our money back and and a lot of people can't go to cinema because they're in local lockdowns or their country hasn't got the infrastructure or whatever so Mm. we'll also put it out online but you're gonna have to pay you know 9.99 or whatever it is to buy the movie yeah um, and, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know if this was like made for a ton of money. Oh no, it was it was dirt cheap. It was like twenty five million they made this for. Really? Um, yeah, I think Keanu would have taken a pay cut. Um, yeah, because again, like they did, they did this for the fans because they wanted they, they you know wanted it to be for them, and it was something that everyone yeah. you know was asking for. Um, but like, anyway, yeah, like. Before we get too deep into the new one, then let's talk about Bill and Ted and your like our experience with Bill and Ted. Okay. Um, yeah, go on. So you have a far shorter history with Bill my and history Ted. of Bill and Ted extends back about two weeks. Yeah. Um, because I literally had never seen them before, um, and it's interesting. Like, so to me, part of it is you know they're just a little bit before my time. Well, when I say before my time, Bogus Journey, the second one, came out in the year I was born. So they're very much before my time. Um, I was aware of them. I'd sort of seen like the clips and things. I like I knew what Bill and Ted was, but yeah. I'd never actually watched them. And then, like to me, like my generation in terms of these kind of um, teenage, like, like I'm I'm the the do where's my car generation. Do you know what I mean? But well, like, yeah. do, like, but oh, do where's like, my car? Like, I'm still but, part of that generation. No, no, too. no, 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 no you're, no, you're old as shit. No, you're not. My Shut up. Face on all the drugs that they gave us at the time. Um, <laughs> to watch that film because it was it was great. I did many drugs and watched that film and had a lovely time. See, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, do, do where's my car was. Uh, we rented it out from Blockbuster and went around right. a friend's house. That's the only way we got to see it. So that, that that's what I mean. It was a very different experience than just getting off my face on drugs. That was not an option for me because I was like nine. Like <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So there's like a slight generational difference there. Yeah. Yeah, in the, um, you know, like I think "Dude, Where's My Car" was predominantly aimed at the people that were getting high and going to the cinema. Yeah, and that's the closest I can think of to an equivalent of Bill and Ted yeah. at, at that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a, like that. And but then you look at the other things that were out at the time, and it was things like you know your um, American Pies and and all that kind of stuff, and that kind of so the the, the teenage comedy was that was that kind of level. Um, and then you go back to this is what it was like, you know, turn of the um, decade, 80s, going into the 90s. Um, it was Bill and Ted. And it was this like... It was. And it was just like, what struck me about it, going back to it and watching it now, it's, just, it's so like wholesome. <laughs> like, it is. It's really like, there's no real cynicism to it. Like, it's not like leery. Like, in a lot of like, speaking of those other films, mm. you know, you're Couple of American minutes. Pies. Oh yeah, not in any way near the same extent as that's what I mean. Of, yeah, like smutty, um, shall we say? Yeah. But anyway, sorry, we've gone off on a tangent already. What was your experience with it? When did you first? So see I it? grew up with Bill and Ted always being a thing. Really? So, what did you have a VHS of it then? Or? Well, like I saw it on VHS when I was a kid. It was like probably like at a friend's house. Yeah. Like. I mean, the the film came out, the first one came out when I was like four years old. So I was definitely too young, like to see it when it first came out, but not 
not to sort of like grow up with it. So like me and my friends were talking about it when we were in like primary school. So like when we were like seven, eight years old, we were doing impressions of Bill and Ted and not really understanding that these guys are, you know, probably stoners. Yeah. Like stoners. Well, they're not though, because that's the thing. Cause like, but aren't they? I mean, the thing is, there's no implication there. Well, there's there's one implication in the in the very like one of the first scenes in the first movie when they they come out of their um their like because they're basically a, gar- a garage band, aren't they? So they come out of their garage and because they've blown up their speakers and they're coughing as the big billowing smoke comes out. Yeah, and that's a little bit yeah okay stoners <laughs> like yeah I always sort of put that down to like like uh, again probably because of my age when I saw it I put it just down to electrical smoke because they blew up the speakers. Yeah, I know. The, the, you know. There's a story reason for it to be there, but like the the, the imagery of these two guys like stumbling out, <coughs> stumbling out of their garage with like smoke <coughs> like that, and they're a little bit spaced out. And it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's there. Like you can read that into it if you wanted to. Um, but like like I said, they, ne- they never actually do it. Like that's the thing. There's never they never get like they don't. There's no, they don't really do anything bad throughout the whole movie. They're kind of not bad role models, really. No, like, um, like they're a little bit, they're a little bit pervy in Bogus yeah, Journey. Yeah, like one for like, like uh, one yeah. scene. Is it Bogus Journey or is it Excellent Invention? Where they what? They're in the saloon. Uh, no, when um, the when there's a séance scene. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh, I can see right down her top. Oh, yeah, no, like, they are a little bit. And weird. then they're like... That's your mum. Or like, <laughs> whose mum is it at that point? Then it's, it's Ted's mum. Ted's mum. But in the first one, she's Bill's mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's what I mean. Like, that's one of the things that always sort of got me about Bill and Ted is, like I said, it's sort of... It is really wholesome. It, it all is, is almost always just about the music. Yeah, it's just like it's... Because that's what it, these guys are. That's all, all their references are to music and like yeah, even everything though they can't, about them. Even though they can't play. <laughs> they can't play. And they, they never bothered to learn to play until the end of the second one. And they just, yeah. you, like, I love the fact that just the way they use time travel throughout these movies. Uh, it's just exactly. like, like this. Like, you know of all like the issues I've got travel, with like yeah. time travel films. Like Bill and Ted is like a brilliant example of we're going to do time travel and we know that it's fucking nonsense. So sharp and put up with, put up with it. Like yeah, we don't much. care. We're not going to think about it. We're just yeah. going to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the time travel is like a weird, like very extraordinarily loose framing device for them just to get up to hijinks. Yeah. I mean, it's so loose that they kind of completely abandon it in a second one. Yeah. Like there really isn't. There's barely any time travel in the second one. There's there's the the central concept of the entire Bill and Ted franchise really is that there is a future society that is built on the teachings of Bill and Ted, and their music, and it's like it's this perfect utopia, um, yeah. where like everything's fine because the, they brought the world together through their music. Yeah, and that's it. And that 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 is consistent throughout all three movies. But then for the second in the second one, it's just that people come back from the future to try and you know mess with that from happening and then a plot happens around that but there's yeah. nothing like there's no time jumping through time whereas in the first one it's all about them trying to pass their history exam so that they can stay together as a band and because they need to the world. 
yeah exactly yeah. but what's but that that that's the fun thing about it is that that's like watching this as a kid yeah it was just you see these these two guys that are really into music they're a bit they're like they're like they're kind of idiots McFly. Well, they're not because they're not Marty McFly. Because like Marty McFly was like a fairly intelligent guy, right? Like, no, he's a slacker. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a slacker. But at the same time, like, he's not an idiot. No, that's true. You know, I mean, like uh, McFly. Yeah, his his best friend is a disgraced nuclear scientist. Yeah, like he's a weird guy, but that's not to say he's a moron or anything. Like these guys are idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, the, the, but but that's the that's the what's the the unique thing about Bill and Ted and the way they are, and the, and it's per, it's a lot of it is down to the way the guys perform it. But it's the fact that although they are idiots, they're really eloquent idiots. Like yeah. some of the stuff they come out with, and then when you think about it for more than a second, like just the words they use are these really like you know literary like quite like they you know and they all they all fit perfectly like everything they say is like ah oh, most unconventional most like everything they're saying is just like yeah like they, they talk sense. in bizarre like superlatives about everything like they're yeah, talking like, like really antiquated terms and then as i was saying to you like pre-recording like yeah they speak in double negatives in a functional way yeah so it it's nonsense but it but it works yeah it's, and it's like that weird mix of like like you say it's like antiquated language but then they then throw in things like bodacious bodacious and like and dude yeah. and all the rest of it so it's like this really like there's no it's almost a language unto itself and it's like there's nothing quite like it it's, it's great yeah and that's the thing it seems like it's like written by this sort of it's got this like inaccessibility to the language but then you go well actually like i'm following along with this and when they say that's totally not not heinous you're like they're they're not just they're not repeating that that's a double double negative (laughs) (laughs) and you're like okay so they're saying it's it's heinous but they're saying it's not not heinous yeah (laughs) But even and that, that's, like, and that's the thing that gets me about these films like as an adult when i was a kid i didn't care it was like they said funny things and yeah. i thought those things that they said was funny so i laughed at those funny things now yeah. i'm just bewildered by it by yeah. having a great time yeah and at no point do i think that anybody is like there's no cynicism to this no that's what that's what's refreshing to it to it about me i'm i'm glad that that's stayed the same in the new one as well is that yeah. there isn't any cynicism there's no like i mean the closest they get i guess is right at the very end of the of the second one they do this whole thing of the with um their music careers all played out in uh, media clips and stuff yeah but even that is like it's not like taking they're not taking the piss really it's like good natured in the way they sort of say this is what the music industry is like and yeah then the band will split up and then they'll get back together again and then like there'll be a lip-syncing scandal um, yeah. and all that sort of stuff that just happens in the over the credits of the of poker's journey but that's like the closest they come to being like nasty about anything really yeah um and yeah it's just it's i don't know it's just like so yeah like so to get to it for anybody that is sort of like in any way unfamiliar 
with Bill and Ted. Um, it's basically these two slackers, like teenage yeah. slackers that are obsessed with rock music from the 80s. So like Kiss, Van Halen, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Megadeth, all these amazing like musical yeah. artists that we see as like classics now that they, they were like in amongst it. Yeah. And then uh, they find out that they're f- about to flunk history. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we don't know what to do. And Ted's uh, sort of own nemesis is his father who says, if you flunk history, I'm going to send you away to a military academy. Yeah. And then what happens then is that because they've been there in the third one, they've established that there is a multiverse and lots of things happen at the same time. So we know then that what that means is there is a multiverse in which Ted does go to um, military, military school and now he becomes John Wick. Yeah. I mean, we got a little ahead of ourselves there, Dom. We did, uh, but because what we, didn't talk about, what we didn't talk about was how this film about two slacker kids who are about to fail history at school then yeah, get one, approached yeah. by um, <laughs> a mysterious time-travelling stand-up comedian um, yeah, George Carlin. Played by George Carlin in uh, a phone booth, which appears from the sky and disappears through the ground. And he just tells them that, that he needs to use this time travel device to pass their history test. Yeah. That's how and quickly then, that film escalates. And that's in the first 25 minutes. Then yeah. there's an well, hour of well, hijinks afterwards where we're introduced to Billy the Kid, Socrates. Or as they refer to in this film, Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> Look up Socrates. He's under Socrates. Oh yeah, <laughs> just constantly. I, oh, mate, I love that. Um, um, but let's think. So, but the, I always forget that the very beginning though is the framing device is from the future, isn't it? So you see Rufus before you even meet the guys. Oh fuck yeah! And it, so, so we know that there's some sort of mission from the future, like almost like the Terminator. Someone's coming back from the future to do something. Um, or, or he's like, we didn't know. Well, maybe we didn't know that. All we know is we saw George Carlin get into a phone booth and disappear, and then it cuts to the pair of them like filming each other and, and introducing yeah. themselves to the camera. Um, and then it all it, obviously it all comes together. But like, yeah, he just he lays out. Although the the stakes are both in the first one in particular, the stakes are both like massive because it's the whole world's at stake, and at the same time incredibly small and trivial. Because it's just yeah. a history exam that they're trying to pass. They're just trying to get an A in history. That's literally their mission in that first movie. Is just to, just to not fail history. Yeah, and that's it. They're like, oh, we 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 need to. We really need to pass this. And they only need to pass. They at this point only need to pass it because otherwise Ted's going to have to go to military academy. It's and only revealed at the very end of the film that it's because they become this super successful band and write and write a song that ends up uniting all of existence. Yeah. And 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 that again, that's the through line of all of these movies in a way that is, that's the thing that connects everything together because they are kind of, um, obviously there's a lot of callbacks and things that go through them, but they, they are kind of all each their own thing, but there's this one connecting thread, which is, Bill and Ted are going to say the universe through their music. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that gets set up and planted as a seed in that, very, in that first movie. And then gets, we finally see the payoff of all that in the new one. Uh, but we'll get to that later on. And it's, 
Yeah. <laughs> like it's outrageous. It should. It and uh, as I was saying it, to you last night, it yeah. should not work. No. <laughs> no it, you're right. It's like I because I was like I when I came to it. Obviously, like I say, I've had absolutely no exposure to it whatsoever, and I was like, "Am I gonna have? Am I gonna get on with this?" Because I have no nostalgia for it. Like, if I go back to it now, like people love these films and grew up with them, like you, like you did, and all the rest of it, and go back to it, it would be like a fond memory. But for me, who've never seen it, am I gonna get it? Am I really like? Do I? And the answer, really, yeah. Like, it's because it's just like you say, it, they don't make films like this anymore. It's just fun and it's just unapologetic in what it is. And yeah, I think the thing. It like it clicks in your head that it's like a, it's just a it's a cartoon. I love that bit where um where um they're in their um, suits of armor. Yeah. And like and Ted gets stabbed and he goes, oh no, don't don't be dead. He goes, oh no, I fell out of my, my armor. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's it. And it's never mentioned again. And that's when it all sort of clicked for me. It's like, oh okay, don't think about it. It's like yeah. <laughs> um and but yeah, like it it didn't feel. I mean, there are obviously there are parts of it that do that look a bit dated, but like it's so universal and just simple that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like there isn't like it's very clearly established that this film is absolutely set in the eighties, and that, oh, yeah. and right, that's you don't really have to worry too much else about anything that's gonna go on in this film. No, you know, no, and well, you're it's, just gonna go. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I know what's happening here. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it just should, it's it shouldn't like, work. It shouldn't. No, and it almost is so close. To the like I was looked into some of the history behind it, and it like it was so close to not working. Like yeah. for a start, like before they even made what ended up being their first film, it was like an improv bit that the writers would do, um, and then they, they decided to make this film. And the, in the original script, it was a hell of a lot darker. It was like they really. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So in the original script for for the first Bill and Ted, it was going to be like they were just like going around in history and just by accident causing a load of like disasters. So they were going to be responsible for the Titanic sinking. Oh fuck! They were, yeah, they were going to be responsible for the Hindenburg. Um, and then instead of getting instead of getting Socrates or like Napoleon, they were going to meet up with Hitler and be friends with Hitler. Okay. And that was and it was they were going to travel around in a van rather than in a phone booth, like. But yeah, that's a very different vibe, and it would definitely not have been thought of in the same way as it is now if they they come with those original ideas they had. Yeah, that's, that's very much that's very dark, <laughs> like very very different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then when they find they did make what yeah you know, what it actually is, and then no one wanted it. Like they like they didn't want to release it. It was going to go straight to video, and then they were like, "Oh, we're not even going to do that because it would cost too much to put it on video." Because all the studio executives were just like, who the hell talks like this? What is this? Like, yeah. Um, and then they finally screened it to some actual audiences and went, oh, wait, hang on. This is going to be people like this. Yeah. And it all sort of, it, you know, history was made. and it, it did so well that they got a sequel out of it. And that's, yeah. And then, yeah, like two years later, there's another version. There's another one. Yeah, and the, yeah, what gets me about the other one, the second one, is that they, yeah, like I say, they throw out that time travel stuff, and they are like brave enough not to just repeat themselves. Mm. They just do a, a sort of totally different thing and do the, all this stuff with heaven and hell. And the best thing about the second one, and almost the best thing about the whole series, is death. Oh, death! Fucking brilliant! It's so funny. 
he's he's great <laughs> and just like and the iconic scene of them playing all the different games with him so like he played they plays battleships and they play twister and like to try and get their souls out of hell <laughs> yeah because it's oh, what's i can't i'm gonna embarrass myself here and probably say that it's it's william sadler is the name of the actor no 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 there's a film uh oh, seventh seal seventh seal yeah, is it English? It's a with like film, the it? infamous, yeah. yeah. So it's the infamous like man yeah, playing chess death. on the on <laughs> yeah on beach with death playing chess. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and they they cast the guy to make him look like that and did that. That's the same version of death that they're doing basically. Yeah, but they just have him who sunk by battleship. It's like best two out of three. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just, his, his delivery. His delivery is just amazing, and like, and and again, it, none none of it would work. Any of it would work if it wasn't for those two, for Alex Winter and and Keanu Reeves. Mm. And they're, it's the way that it's sold as well, because they're so. Again, I go back to like the the, the charm and the purity that they've got is that yeah. they're those guys don't have an ounce of like. Well, actually, you sort of think that, but then every now and again, there's like this weird flash that comes out every now and again. And they're like, um, like you say, like they bumble into stuff, like they give a guy a, a Melvin and he ends up shooting somebody in the foot who ends up shooting somebody else who ends up shooting somebody else. And you're like, oh, so these guys are responsible for like three deaths. Oh, yeah, but like, it was but at the, the same saloon, time, they're like, all going to die anyway. Well, exactly. It's gunfight in, in, in the saloon, so. But it's at the same time you're just like, there's there's so much charm to these guys, and there's so much like innocence to them, and it's like anthropomorphizing dogs sort of thing because you're just like yeah. these guys, they don't know like yeah it's you can't just, you can't be mean to them because they don't get it no they're just they they're like it's the like blissful ignorance but it's just like but they like they just have this. Like yeah, they have this philosophy of be excellent to each other. Yeah, and that's just genuine. And they genuinely kind of live their lives like that. And they just don't. They they think they don't think of themselves as being on a different level to anybody else. They right. just they they walk up like I love when yeah when they go and meet Socrates and say what do I do and so like, like philosophize with him dude. It's like yeah, all we are is dust in the wind, dude. And like he's just like yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, it's just like. I never thought about it like that. It's just, it's the, it's, it's the, the genius sort of, idiot. Like the genius, the, the idiot savant, isn't it? That's what it is. Isn't it? And then they're both like that. They're just like, but also like that. And there's, there's flashes of that now, because like when you look at something like parks and rec, for example, and Andy yeah. in parks and rec is a prime example of like the idiot fan, because he's got these moments where he's like, he can't work out. He can't like open a candy wrapper. Or he acts like a kid. But then again, they'll say something about, oh, one of these balloons is, is uh, full of poison. And if it pops, everybody's going to die. And he's like, uh, no, there's not enough gas in there. It just won't fill the room. So we'll be okay. Yeah. And like, just <laughs> knocks it down with science. But in the same sentence, can't work out how to open a drawer, you know, like... <laughs> Or like forgets how doors work and stuff like that. So it's it's this like juxtaposition between like him yeah. being so clever in some aspects, but absolutely not in others. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it's yeah. still funny now because obviously you look and one of the more popular sitcoms of 
like the last however many years also has that like main one of their main characters acting in that way yeah it's, it's the same with yeah it's um it's the fact that they they're able to um just understand the concept of time travel and use it to their advantage in both movies immediately they just, they, but, as well like, the time, there's but, no questioning no. around it there's no like that they just get it right away and they just go, oh, but if we do this, and yeah, and the absurdity of it is like, well, no, the only person who can go back is the person who wins. So we must have won. And <laughs> yeah, it's just like, exactly. oh, shit, yeah, they're right. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, he's right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, right, so to move on to sort of two, yeah. like Bill and Ted 2. So Bill and Ted is the bogus journey. Yeah. And in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, there is a Lord evil villain from the far future that sends robot versions, robot evil, asses, evil, robot, evil asses. robot versions of Bill and Ted back in time, like Terminator, yeah, who kill them and then to replace them to put this guy's agenda in place. So yeah, he, he thinks that the, the, the society that's been built off the back of Bill and Ted, he thinks he doesn't agree with. As the first time we get a hint of like, not everyone in the future is like okay with this society, yeah. which is something they do kind of then put another thread they pull on in the third one um but yeah so that's the plot of it but like yeah the, the bad guy he's isn't he rufus's old gym teacher yeah <laughs> got a world record for sit-ups <laughs> that's what i love as well like all the, the villains are always like the people's teacher like teachers or parents like exactly yeah. what your, your the villains would be if you were a kid the people you think that you put exactly. in your mind as being like the evil people yeah. And it's still, even like, even when they're dealing with all of time and space and like and like society's being built on, it's still, oh no, he's my gym teacher. He, didn't, he never liked me. So now he's trying to yeah, kill so he's, he's... <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, so he sends them back in time and then these robots back in time to kill Bill and Ted. But, um, spoiler alert, uh, yeah. he succeeds. <laughs> That's what's amazing. But yeah, they, <laughs> like, that, that, yeah. Bill no, and Ted are just... killed very early into this. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you just you described like yeah what you just said is like not only the the basis for a, a movie which wasn't even that old of that in fact that's what's crazy think about it it came out in 1991 it came out in the same year as Terminator 2 mm-hmm. so like there was two movies out in that year were about killer robots sent for the future and like one of them is like a big serious like sci-fi franchise and the other one is Bill and Ted but in Bill and Ted that the, they're more capable of their jobs than the T-1000 because they succeed in the first 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and all they do is punch them in the face and throw them off a cliff. Yeah, that's it. And, like, <laughs> and then, yeah, that's it. So like, they kill Bill and Ted in the first like half an hour of the second movie. And then the, ne- the rest of it is them going to hell, then going to heaven and trying, like, trying to get back to the, to the world. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. they meet, they meet Satan. Yeah. They meet God. They meet God. He was cool. They meet an um, alien. Or, well, aliens. Station. I, I don't understand that. It's the weirdest thing. I just don't. It's the, that is like, yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, doesn't need to make any sense. I know it doesn't need to, but it's just like, um, oh, I, kept, <laughs> I kept waiting for it to do something to click. Like, why is it called Station? Like, what? Like, what is it? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> And just, nope, no, they're, they're not going to explain it. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it just no, is. None of it means a thing. Like, <laughs> it's just here for entertainment for a couple of hours. Yeah. And you just go, 
Oké. Ja. Ja. Ja, I love it. Um, That's what I'm here for. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what would you say? Would you say the second one's better than the first one? Because people sort of go uh, back and forth on that. I, I prefer the first. Yeah. Like, I, I think I might be the same. I don't know, because you know, like I say, I watched them both literally back to back, having never seen them before. Um, so they do yeah. kind of blend in together a little bit for me. But I, I love all this, the way they did all like the heaven and hell stuff, I thought was really funny. Um, yeah. And like I say, death. Death is just the best side character in the whole series for me. Oh, he's amazing. Uh, and he, he like, he, I'll take him over the whole um, selection of like historical figures that they get in the first one. Do you know what I mean? Just in oh, terms yeah, of absolutely like, there for no other reason other than the odd punchline. Yeah, and like there are some funny bits with like Napoleon getting kicked out, like Napoleon getting kicked out of a um, um, bowling alley and then going to a water park. I like yeah. everything about that is funny because of what, what, because of the sentence, but it's nothing compared to death. Death is just just the comic timing and some of the lines he gets. Oh, so good, but also yeah. like the the guy that plays death. I've forgotten his name. He's also like the posh, astounded Englishman. Yeah, quite good, quite good, quite good, quite good. <laughs> William Sadler, his name is yeah. the actor. Um, but yeah, he's. But he's just, yeah, like, I can't believe I'm in this ridiculous situation. <laughs> and they're like, when they, wearing an, they, the, dress him wearing, up. they dress him up in an apron. And they're like, no, you look good, man. And he's like, really? And they're like, no. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, you know, you know, I have a great ass. You're reaping, it burns a lot of calories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best three out of five. You're damn right. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. so good. Like, and it is just, it's just silly, but like we keep saying, it's just, it's wholesome. Yeah. It's but fun. Like, it again, knows like, it's silly. It knows it's dumb. And it doesn't care. Yeah. But just like, That's it, one it of the never... things that I enjoy so much about it is, it is it just at no point goes, oh, that's maybe that's a bit much. Yeah, exactly. But then it never, it never skirts towards that. Like, again, the other thing I kind of compare it to or, or can think of it in terms of is like, um, the Austin Powers films. Yeah. Because they're like absurd, like, yeah, there's time travel involved and it's just like slapstick comedy. Like, it's, you know, very broad comedy. But the difference with like Austin Powers, like, it's shit jokes and fart jokes and sort of, and it's, there's, a, there's a gross out element to it. And Bill and Ted doesn't have that. It's just no. funny because there's literally nothing offensive about it. There's like a all. fart joke in there. Yeah, it's exactly. Both it's... of the first two films. Yeah, exactly, and it just it, it, no doesn't go down that route. Doesn't go down the smutty route like you would with like an American Pie. It's no. just it's just Bill and Ted. It's just Bill and Ted, man. It's fine. Be excellent yeah. to each other. Like like there's that. Well, I mean, there is. There's the one thing. I know there exactly is one doing, thing which is really unfortunate. I kind of wish they just edit it out of new versions of it. Yeah. Um, so I w- obviously to address it because it wouldn't be appropriate it be to not. And also, it wouldn't be me to not find a, yeah. a thread to pick at. Of course it would, yeah. But there is um, a fairly significantly... Uh, well, there's a horribly offensive homophobic slur that's used in this film yeah. when they hug one another. And yeah. they both say it to one another at the same time. And you're like, huh? Oh. Really? Yeah, it just it it's so out of place because of all the other stuff we just said. Yeah. Um, 
that it kind of yeah I know and it, and it sucks um it's a shame um and I wish like I say is it would be an easy thing for them to edit out so you wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be there anymore and I don't I genuinely I don't think it was like again looking at the way the films are and the philosophy of it and and the way the actors are and the, and the filmmakers I don't think it would it they believe any of the rhetoric that surrounds that word yeah. um I just think it was a, I don't know what, yeah, it was a, it was a cultural thing of, of the time that, you know, different standards. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's something that an idiot teenager would say in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but then they sort of, they stray away from a lot of like the other, like there are other points when they could have been making more of those jokes. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they don't, they like, they just it's not like they shy away from it they just don't address it yeah so they don't um, make that joke when they sort of say about them being like um when he says about like doing press-ups he's like oh we'll do them like girly style and it's like well yeah because that's that's there is a you know there is a difference between men and women doing push-ups like historically yeah. throughout like pe and a lot of exercise so it yeah. is called like the like a woman's press up, yeah. or like a female style press up, and then you're like, well, okay, but that's the joke that they could they could have made like an offensive joke there, or they could have not said something here, or they could have said something there. So that's one of the reasons that I was like picking at it because it just does feel like strangely out of place. Yeah, massively. Yeah, and you're like, oh well, you were quite wholesome before, and. Then there's, but then it's done in such like a throwaway style, and you're like, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, the, yeah. yeah, so it's like a really confusing sort of yeah. message that's in it, and it's not that it ruins the whole film, but it is something that is like a, it is sort of a bit of a black mark on the face of it. Yeah, it's a shame. But um, but yeah, like it's not gonna ruin Bill and Ted for me, but it is gonna make me. Sort of like, well, I literally messaged you, and I was like, "Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's someone I didn't didn't notice when no. I watched it as a kid." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, exactly. But that's it. Didn't have all the connotations back then, I guess, did it? Or maybe we just well, weren't aware of the. Well, no, it did. It just we weren't aware of it. It was just um, more culturally acceptable be able to, to be able to say that without yeah recourse. Yeah, and it was it was done in a way that you know a lot of those films back then especially in the 80s like it was quite there was i don't know that there was a weird sort of comfort in being able to make fun of like have homosexual jokes and homophobic jokes in there and just be okay with it and be like well it's fine like you know yeah yeah it's exactly the same sort of attitude where you had you know some of the stuff from eddie murphy's stand-up yeah, um, which is incredibly offensive net by today's standards. But again, he like in in the same decade was then making Doctor Doolittle, yeah, um, for, for Disney. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it, it was weird how the world moved on. Um, yeah, in quite what is generally speaking quite a short period of time, um, and that is just that one like that a bit of a nasty sort of remnant of the time in which the Bill and Ted film was made. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. And it is, and it's just sort of one of those things that you like. If it wasn't for that. I would have no problems like whatsoever, like showing that film to like my kids and being like, this is, you know, this is a film from when I was a kid and it, you can watch it and you can understand it because there aren't 
like oh, references yeah, I, in I, there that you're not going to get. Yeah. You know, I think you can still like you could still choke to get you would just like that's that's what I mean about. I wish they could just edit it because it's like it's not even a it's it's like a millisecond. Mm. And it's like it was if it wasn't for that, like you say, it would. Just, so I would just like just I know that scene's coming out and just go and just skip on the DVD, just cough over the top of it. Yeah, or or even that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think we should yeah, or just be one of those annoying modern parents and being like, "Now, son, here's a learning point for you," and just fucking tell him and be like, "This was a shitty thing to say, even back then, but." People could get away with it then because yeah. they thought it was okay and it's mm. not. Yeah. But the rest of this film is okay. So crack on, son. Yeah. Apart from when they go to heaven and mugs <laughs> mug people. But then they hang a lampshade in there and they're like, we just went to heaven and mugged someone. Yeah. Well, so I, think, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> and, then, and then they apologize to God for it. And they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Don't worry about it. But yeah. And then to sort of get back to the original point, and then we're at what nearly thirty years later. Yeah, so they finally they finally twenty nine years, I think it is. Well, yeah, it's my lifetime. It's twenty nine years. Fucking hell! Nineteen ninety one was the last movie, and then this movie's just come out this year. Mm. Um, so yeah, literally in in my 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 lifetime, um, they and they've made another one. Um, they finally come back to it, and again, this is kind of the culmination of everything because it it gets back to that original plot point of Bill and Ted's music saves the world. Because the way they leave it off at the end of Bogus Journey is they play they play at the Battle of the Bands, and they suddenly again using they use time travel to solve all their problems. So they use time travel to just become amazing musicians like during the concert. Yeah. just bugger off for like what seems like nanoseconds but that was an intense six months of guitar training dude 16 <laughs> months it was yeah. yeah yeah and then they come back and they're amazing um but then you see like all around the world people are watching it and they're all coming together and then you get all these um newspaper headlines after the fact of like wild stallions like selling out the huge arenas and just and like uniting the world through their music so it kind of feels like oh so that was it that was the end in a very similar way to Terminator 2, actually, in a weird way. <laughs> clo- well, they, they destroy Skynet. It closed the loop. What do you mean they're making a third one? Why would you do that? Um, but then as we come back into this one, face the music, it turns out that the Wild Stallions, whilst they did have a music career and they did go well for a while, they've kind of gone down the tubes. Yeah. And now they're just playing at um, their own family weddings um, and really, like they're, <laughs> they're pushing themselves to try and create this song, and using like theremins and all kinds of weird because they're just desperate because they were told, from, you know, from the future that no, you will do it, so they won't give up and they won't get proper jobs. They're just like these forty-year-old guys who keep trying to make this song, and it's it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it is. It's great. And again, it has no fucking business being as good as it is. No, I was I was like, worried going into it, like because I thought, felt like it was going to be just all it was going to do is just re- make loads of references to the original movies and just be this self-referential thing, but it somehow manages to be its own thing as well. Yeah, and like it like, does that, but it also does different things. But then it also like does the new thing, which is introduce the like the young 
and they're like the female equivalent of yeah, they're daughters. Like the I, I love that. And they're like that. That decision to have them be daughters rather than sons is like a stroke of genius. I think that's great. Yeah, but also at the uh, same time, it's like like these things have been done in other areas as well. You know, and we're looking at like like what else came out yesterday? Was it Enola Holmes? And oh, like yeah, there are true. these, you know, there are these things that happen. You know, like these. This is quite common now that they they do like the female reboot, like they did with yeah. Ghostbusters and stuff. Well, the thing is, like, but it that's... can be, and you're like, oh, is this going to be a, just another one of those one of those things where it's they they've patted themselves on the back for putting a female cast together, but they've not actually written it particularly well, mm. or they've gotten a great team together, but they've not really caught like the heart and soul of it. They've just gone. Yeah, that'll do. Like, aren't we great? Aren't we progressive? And then mm. they forget to do anything with it. So, like, they started, and that's what I went into this film thinking. Genuinely, mm. I was like, I went in and I was like, oh, it's just going to be this. And it's like, like, the dads are going to get either killed off or, like, taken away right at the start. And then the girls will just be that proxy. Yeah. Uh, but they did do that, but they didn't do that. They no, did it, it in like, like they... a perfect way. And this yeah. film has no fucking business doing <laughs> that. Like, it's so good. It really it is. Should, yeah, you're right. It shouldn't be this good. It's crazy. It's like, because they, they managed to, yeah, like you say, they, they managed to have it be like a handoff and let the girls have their own adventure. But at the same time, it, it's Bill and Ted palling around, meeting alternate versions of themselves, which is just fun because it means they get to play all these different versions of Bill and Ted. Like yeah. there's the, the, the British versions, there's the guys in, in the in the jail, um, but they still have the daughters being the daughters and going on their own adventure and being like these you know um, audiophiles who just love music and know exactly where they want to go and what they want to do. Yeah. And that's like a brilliant, it's almost like them doing their own version of um, the of excellent adventure because they're going through history and finding all the greatest musicians who ever lived yeah. and putting together the band that's going to bring the whole world, like the band that's going to back up their dads as far as they're concerned. Um, and that's the kind of their journey that they go on whilst Bill and Ted are doing their own thing. But yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Like you say, it should, I, I was amazed how good it was. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like when I, I was, at the start of the film, I was like, I just don't see how they're going to be able to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they started and I was like, I see how they're going to do this. Yeah. I think again, there was a, there was a point, there's a point where it clicks. And for me, it was, it was quite early on. It was the, um, the therapist scene. <laughs> because yeah, I, that's yeah. just, because they literally, and there's this thing that they, and they do it throughout all of the movies where they have, the, like Bill and Ted are like this hive mind where they literally just, they think they're so connected as a, as a pair of guys that they literally just do everything together all the time. They, every, every sentence they go, they, they refer to themselves as we, and then all the pronouns are like, like, they're sp like one of them is speaking on behalf of both of them at all yeah. times continuously and yeah. they take that to its final like logical conclusion by having them go to couples therapy with their wives at the same time yeah. like and that, like that was even in the, in the second one where they both proposed at the same time yeah and, like, and it was all they there. live together and yeah. like everything about them is a singular unit 
yeah and they they've done a really great job in this one of like yeah they got they finally go right we're going to properly that's just been in the background like up till now but we're going to sort of take that to a logical conclusion but then also we're going to instill it into the daughters as well yeah and the daughters not so much, not even just with each other but also with their dads like every time they they see their dads they run up to them and say dads not dad dads <laughs> exactly. they've got to acknowledge both of them so like even though like like Thea is is seeing her dad she doesn't say dad she says dad because she's got to also say hello to bill because he's one of the dads like it, it's just they're all these weird like double people <laughs> like, i love it it's so well done and and they don't it doesn't feel like they're just doing an impression of it, they, they are in terms of like their physicality and the way they talk is very similar but they're also their own thing yeah um and yeah i thought it was yeah they were great um <laughs> i was really worried that they were just gonna be really annoying like shitty knockoff versions of bill and ted yeah and to an extent there's a couple of moments where like early on i was like oh, okay yeah like that's exactly what they are but yeah. then as you go on, you're like... Well, yeah, exactly. It's sort of... Yeah, you sort of settle into it. Realize this is what... Like, they're doing things that Bill and Ted could never do. Yeah. Because they're, they're smarter. They're thinking about, like, they, the, the way they think about things and the way they go, right, if we want this to happen, we have to go and get this person to bring him here. Or, like, the biggest thing is when they go to get death. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it's... It, the, the, literally, the dads have to step aside and let the girls get involved and, and sort it out for them because they're just not capable. Yeah, and, it's just like, and again, and that's kind of the the big conclusion that it all comes to. Not to spoil anything, but um, and that's the only thing that was. I think I just wish they spent a little bit more time building that um, because they were just having so much fun with all the the jumping around, and seeing different bill, different bills and Ted's um, that they could have spent a little bit more time with the doors. Um, yeah. But there were a couple of moments where it did click. Like the, again, there's a there's a point where the mission that they're on in this one is about going and finding the song. So they basically say that they're given like a deadline of like, right, if you don't write this song by like in like by the end of the day, then all the reality is going to crumble in. It's not just the future. Now it's like all of space and time is like coming undone. So it's like the multiverse. Yeah. Um, and so that they come up, their plan is to go into the future to steal it from themselves and then come back. And then, and so they never actually have to write it. So again, it's them trying to cheat their way out of it by using time travel. Um, and it's, but that's yeah. So that's their mission. But then there, there comes a point. And I don't want to again. I don't want to spoil it too much. But there comes a point where they achieve that mission, and then there another obstacle is put in their way, and they throw away what they have without a, without a second thought. They don't even they don't even hesitate, and that's like the heart of the whole movie for me is that that moment there, and that's the, where it pivots. So that's what it's all about. That's the point of this is that they've decided that actually no, this thing that we've been going after and like we're it's supposedly gonna doesn't matter because of this. Yeah, um, I'm trying I'm trying not to spoil it, so I'm talking generalities, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's as we like thinking back on it, and like especially like. So I watched these in sort of almost reverse order. So I yeah. watched, uh, you and I watched Face the Music last night. Mm-hmm. And then today I rewatched Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. Yeah. And like thinking about it today, like Face the Music is a hybridization of yeah. 
it's because they do they do both the time travel and they do the afterlife stuff they go to hell yeah. again and they go to do they go to heaven no they just go to hell yeah um but it's but and yeah, it's like so presented it in a different way but then you're like okay this is this and this is that and but it, again it doesn't like it it plays in the same you know it plays with the same toy box that you yeah. we sort of previously worked with yeah there's and it a works. Law, the concepts of things that are, that are already established and they use them to great effect yeah whilst and also I, adding in the the multiverse element of it where it's you know it's it's all time and space all everything's happening simultaneously that kind of idea yeah um which is a cool sort of extra wrinkle to add to it um but they like I say they, they're using we know this is how time travel works in this universe this is how heaven and hell work in this universe. So we've got th- those pieces are on the board already. We've established yeah. them in movies. Let's do another story with them. And that's, and that's what they've done. And then they sort of established very early on that the daughters are, um, audio files. But, uh, uh, and not, no, and not, and not just that, but that they're almost carbon copies of Bill and Ted anyway, yeah. in so much as they are, they are, Bill and Ted Jr. Yeah, well, well they're called the, B- Billy, they called Billy and Thea. Yeah, but it's like, but then, like, at the end of Bogus Journey, yeah. they're like, this is Bill Jr. Bill Jr. Uh, and, and then this is uh, Ted Jr. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, okay, like, all of this is what it's supposed to be. But, but, but Ted's it, name is Ted Ted. Yeah, Ted Ted Logan. <laughs> so, no, like that's one thing that that like sort of like, um, I think the last time I watched it, like, God, years and years ago, like it just clicked in my head as I was watching it. That's why I was like, when I told you about it yesterday, I was, like, please, I can't be the only person that didn't realise this for a very <laughs> significant portion of my life. <laughs> Well, again, having only just watched them, it never, yeah, it never really occurred to me. But yeah, but oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ted Theodore Logan, so that means that. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and then they go back and they do that, and then like they start to do. Um, they introduce a character in Face the Music who is. A bit player who's like an incomprehensibly knowledgeable expert on all things time travel, as well as uh, Bill and Ted Jr. being experts as well. Like, yeah. they just get it. Like, again, like these characters just get it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. So, they, like I said, it's always been kind of, it's all about the music. Um, and then all, now it's got well t- music plus time travel equals let's go and get all the greatest musicians who ever lived. Yeah. So before, like, so we get to see a Jimi Hendrix, we get to see a you know a, a um, Louis Armstrong, we get to yeah. see all these all these people coming together, and it's like okay, this is cool. And then for some reason, Kid Cudi, yeah, who I yeah, I what Kid Cudi's what? in the film. But why? I don't understand that. I feel like I feel like they had like other options on the table, and for some reason, somehow it ended up being Kid Cudi. Do you know what I mean? Like, because he's like I don't know much about him, but he's kind of a sort of mid-tier. Like, I, like does he still even make music anymore? Like, I don't know anything about him. I, I remember him being a thing at one point. 
but like yeah he's like he's well known for being like extraordinarily talented but i just don't think he's ever hit the same sort of heights as people like kanye or jay-z that's what i mean like i almost i almost feel like the original script would have been like it would have been jay-z or something like that and then they just and yeah. they went down, down a level because now we can't afford jay-z and then it went down a level and then eventually a <laughs> kid cutting <laughs> it's like Okay, can we get Will I Am? No, we can't get him. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's like, you know, literally just going through different music, like artists. Like, can we get Drake? No, Drake's, Drake doesn't want to do it. Okay. Uh, like, <laughs> just kept going through it. Like, and eventually ended up with this guy. And he's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And then, but can we, right, can we move away from like, obviously, like, we feel fucking great. But one yeah. thing I really want to talk about is the time travel aspect of this. Right, okay. In the fact that one of the issues that I have with like time travel films is that they never address like these loose ends, right? Yeah. So like even films like Endgame don't really address it in the like the appropriate way. No. Like you're like okay, well that still doesn't make that much sense but it's fine but one thing i'll say about like bill and ted is it's just like textbook time travel causality yeah right everything that happens in that film happens because it happened you know so they're like oh yeah we well we knew about the cage like at any point because they're the protagonists they're going to be ahead of the antagonists yeah because they've experienced it, they've seen it, they've gone back in time and done it. And then he's like, yes, but I've got the key and I've got the gun. And then they're like, yeah, we knew you'd do that because we're ahead of you. Yeah, so the, these savant guys... Because the, the, film, the film's called Bill and Ted. It's not called exactly. whatever the fuck your character's name is. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I love about these, is that it's so neatly written in the time travel way. Yeah, because they're like... like this is how it works. There is no, oh, well, what about this? And what about that? And what, well, this loose end doesn't tie up to this, which means that this could have happened with this and that. They're like, yeah. no, this is no. this is how it worked. Because like the first, for example, when all the historical figures are locked up. Yeah. And they go, oh, we really need my dad's keys, but he lost them two, two days ago. And what we'll do is after that, after we've done this thing, we'll go back to two days ago and take his keys keys and we'll hide them behind this sign. There they are. Yeah. And they're just there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing else is needed. No, I love, and I think, so that like, like say the, the causality and the way they go, well, because of this, this and this, therefore this, and then it just works. They take that to his logical conclusion, but in the fi- very final moment of the uh, new movie, mm-hmm. in Face the Music, which has got to be one of my favourite endings for anything ever. That was such a good, like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but just, yeah, it just goes, okay. And it's just sort of shrug. It's like a shrug of an ending, but it's perfect. Uh, because, that, yeah, it's always been their philosophy. That's kind of how it all works. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, it... And it's funny you should say how like how tightly written it is because the other thing that I um, of note from the writer that I looked up 
Um, it's Ed, uh, Ed Solomon is one of the main writers. Right. Do you know the other major credit that he's got for um, a movie? No. Men in Black. The first oh. original Men in Black. Really? Yeah, which we talked about before as being one of the most tightly written scripts yeah. ever. It's just like perfect. It's an hour and a half long and it just like is absolutely spot on in terms of like a script. Um, and so, yeah, you can tell this guy is like, he's one of these like incredibly intelligent, like knows exactly how all the pieces work. And it's just like, it's got a mastery of yeah. plot and, and concepts and being able to have them feed into one another. Um, because like I say, the, what was impressed me most about the new movie is that although, although there were callbacks, they all had a place. There wasn't, there was a reason for all of them. Mm. Um, so like even the, so the, one of the opening scenes of, of face the music is them playing at the wedding um, and so the fact that they're playing at a wedding is telling you where they are in, the, in their careers. It shows you what kind of music they're playing, all the rest of it. Yeah. But then they also say whose wedding it is. And it's Missy is now marrying uh, Ted's, Ted's younger, younger brother. brother. Having Deacon. Yeah. So originally she was married to Bill's dad. Yeah. Even though she was like she was a senior when they were freshmen and they were trying yep. to get out with this girl, and so she married as a, as a stepmom who's like a couple of years older than Bill. And then in the in the second movie, she divorced. Like, I can't believe she divorced your dad and married mine. And yeah. he just said, so she becomes um, Ted's stepmom, even though she was Bill's then, stepmom in the first one. Yeah, and, and then the get, same jokes repeat from the first one, but are backwards. So it yeah. still works again because you're like. And say, that's your oh, mom, God. dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, your mom, dude. And Wait, I love that. Yeah, by what? by having that in that, like they didn't overdo it. And so that's exactly the kind of the level of the callbacks that they had in in this third one, where they were like, oh, of course it is. Oh, that's that's a great like callback to the original movies, but it mm. doesn't detract from the plot. It's like that's not the point of this scene. The point of this scene is look, these guys are pl- look at the music they're playing. Look, they're still playing together. It's you know, that's the point. The fact that it's Missy's wedding doesn't really matter, but it's a fun little nod to the original movies. Exactly, and it addresses the point that the that Ted's dad still thinks of them as deadbeat idiots, doesn't yeah. believe anything that happened to them. Yeah. You know, they're still with the princesses, and they still have the same sort of issues that they had with Bogus Journey. Yeah. And like, I love, I love, it's, um, it's like this almost perfect triplicate of films in so much as like you can look at these films and be like they're fucking stupid and silly and ridiculous but i challenge you to watch that film and hate it like because you can because they are like watch it through profoundly stupid that's why that's that's the best way i can describe them if i had to sum it up they are just profoundly dumb yeah but i love it like just some of the you know what number are we thinking of 69 dude that's it that's just that's a joke that's a punchline and yeah yeah that, that is the, the number they think of obviously <laughs> yeah, of course they would because they're 14 <laughs> but yeah and there's just so much of it that you're just like these guys are idiots but i love them so much and yeah. if anyone harms a hair on their head i'll burn down wherever that person lives yeah with them and, yeah, in and- and it helps that, and like I've said it before, you know, the fact that he's Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, and like they're like I'm not as familiar, obviously, with um, Alex Winter because he basically he was just Bill and then disappeared for for 25 years until well, he they made Bill, him. and he did Lost Boys, yeah, and Bill, yeah, and he does a lot of directing work. Apparently, he's a lot of like TV directing and stuff. Yeah, um, 
but then I think mean, but Keanu having the reputation that he has as being the nicest bloke in the world to get it's nice to as as a refresher. So for me, I mean, I've never like I say I've never seen these movies until this week. So I always known Keanu Reeves as being an action star. You know, he's always like just the the, the heart and that which and like his John Wick and everything else is like this incredibly violent man. When in real life, he's like the sweetest bloke in the world, and everyone loves him. So it was yeah. it was nice to actually see him in a movie be a little bit closer to the, his real life self by being Bill. Um, <laughs> but Ted, Ted, sorry. Um, and yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this is what he's actually like. Or it was a bit closer to what he's actually like. But like, mm. you realise as well how good he is like as a physical performer. Like, because you were saying, like, he, he can't move properly. Look at him, he's so stiff. But it's like... Exactly. But no, that's exactly... But it's purposely, like the way they, they stand next to each other and they're a little bit awkward and the way they move is so much part of the performance. It is as much part yeah. of the performance as the voice but yeah. you realize going back to it now and you realize the fact that he sort of he just slips back into it again but he's still the same guy who does these incredibly like highly choreographed really really fight intricate fight scenes yeah but, he but like, not this. just not just in john wick but then you look you look back to the matrix as well and you yeah look back like to the the athleticism that he's got yeah the physicality of him as an actor is is incredible, and this is just another example of it, really, because he he just you can tell from the just literally you can look at him if he wasn't forget like the wardrobe, even if he still had a beard or whatever, if he was like dressed, if he, they could dress him up in his wardrobe from um, John Wick, and he could put on the character of Bill and stand in a particular way and move in a particular way, and you would know that's Bill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. like, I keep saying Bill. I mean Ted. <laughs> yeah. But um, also, like you look at like how and the and the like girls monolithic that the performance, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they they're sort of again they're sort of taking their cues from the guys, but they're going right. So they how they she sort of stands like this, and she's a little bit like holds her arms like this, and she's a little bit awkward and just like yeah, like and they just they nail it. It's so good. Yeah, because at first I was like, it's just going to be a copycat thing, yeah. and I was utterly convinced that it was just going to be a copycat it's girls doing it now and then yeah. the dads will retire at the end of it and the girls go off in their new one uh but that's not what happens that's it's no. it's not that at all and then at first i was like it was my own prejudice going into being like okay like i've said to you before like getting quite wearisome of like the same thing in cinema mm. over and over again but then this just completely changed it again. Like, but damn it, fucking, it shouldn't be this good. How is it this good? Bill and Ted. Like, how is it that Bill and Ted is changing up the status quo of how these long gestating sequels should be done? I don't know. It's the film we need right now. Yeah. And nobody's going to watch it. No. Or no, people I mean, are going to watch it, but nowhere near as many as people should. No, but like, even like... Uh, mutual friend of ours was talking to me about it like, or mentioned it last week and said it looks awful mm. um, and again I think people are just going oh good. you know everything's bang you know Hollywood's out of ideas they're just making sequels and all the rest of it and it's just but it's like but like this is one that people wanted like there was always going to be there was like the story wasn't finished yet but now it does feel like it's a complete trilogy and it's, it's come to yeah. its conclusion um, yeah and that, now it might be up there like as a trilogy I think like you say now that it's a complete three part story it actually it stands up really well and I think you could you could do a marathon of watching these 
with that big time jump in the middle and it makes sense and it fits and it and it, they all flow on from each other perfectly and it does it absolutely works and you just go yeah. in a similar way to like toy story um you know there is a massive 10 year gap between toy story 2 and 4 and 2 and um 3 but yeah. that becomes part of the story and is and that's okay like it it, it all fits and you can just watch them yeah and it's like but it's how that it's written into that as well yeah and you go oh it does work yeah it definitely it does but it does <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i don't know what else to say apart from other than talking about the ending i do want to talk about the ending so maybe we'll do a little post post credits tag yeah um but i don't know is there anything else more to say Not really um, like i would absolutely tell anyone who's had you know, an experience of Bill and Ted in their life. Just watch this and have yeah. a laugh with it. It's just really fun. It's nonsense. It doesn't need tons of explanation or understanding. It does it really easily. And it's just, yeah, just a fairly pure, innocent, fun film. Go and just go and watch yeah. it. It's just, yeah, it's just wholesome and it's just, it's just yeah. nice. It's just like they don't do stuff like this anymore. No, and it's, they don't. Like, it, everything's it, snarky and cynical and like turns its nose up at things. And it's just like, oh, we don't do that anymore because it's just, oh, it's just run out of ideas or it's so cliche but, or it's blah, blah, blah. But just like, like even the, the central concept of what if music could bring the world together is yeah. such a, like, a, like is let's think it's like a, it's a hippie idea that was taken forward into the 90s with this mute with this this particular genre of music but then like you couldn't make a movie about that as a concept anymore like no. the closer you the closer you get that like, you think of like um movies about music or you know things that have been out in the last few years and like you know like yesterday for example yeah. mm-hmm that is a movie about like how powerful the music of the Beatles is. But again, it has this cynical edge to it where it talks about the music industry and how it gets commodified and the artistry gets turned into commerce and all the rest of it. And like, but Bill and Ted, nah, none of that. None of it. Yeah. Like, just like, no, it's just, it's, that's not what it's about. Um, yeah, they're, they're great. Um, yeah, I'm exactly. glad that it I doesn't need this sort of like jaded look over it and being like, like it doesn't need, like Bill and Ted didn't need the joke of Ed Sheeran renaming Hey Jude to Hey Dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. and that's what I mean. You're like, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, well, of course that's what they would do. And you're like, yeah, of course they would, but maybe be a bit more fun with it, you know? Yeah. And, um, but they're just like, no, music industry shit, isn't it? Yeah, film so much better. Aren't we all clever? Yeah, but it's just like, it, yeah, it, it, it's almost like it's it's not cool to be to be um that optimistic about the world really so it's no, like yeah, exactly. that's not that's not the done thing so like it just doesn't happen anymore so it, it's love it's not it's nice that this film throws back to that original philosophy of the yeah. original movies um and doesn't shy away from it they don't they don't become cynical which is something else i was worried about i was going into it so like, like and looking about like obviously the concept of you know bill and ted didn't save the world because their music no. didn't unite the world. And I was like, oh, fuck, what are they going to do with this? Are they going to like try and make a political point about how divided we all are? And nope, not, not, not really. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not what we're, not, not what we're here for. Um, no. yeah. um, and like, the yeah. writing's on the wall with a lot of it. Like, you, you pay attention to this film, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, in 100%. Almost yeah. every sort of situation of it. But it, it doesn't try to be coy. 
in that way. It doesn't try to be like, you thought we were going to do this. You thought we were going to zig and we zagged because we're clever. It just goes, we're just having fun. Yeah. Like, we're just having a laugh. Yeah, we know yeah. that you're going to want to paint it with some sort of broad symbolic brush of, oh, this is what Bill and Ted are nowadays and this is what they mean and this is what they are. No, they're not. They're just two idiot guys who are having a nice time try and be excellent to one another. That's it. If you yeah. want to labour any force point in there, you're not going to be able to. That This film just does not carry an agenda other than enjoy music and be good to one another. Yeah. That's it. And for that, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say apart. But yeah, well, let's do a little bit of a spoiler um, tag. But um, I would say that, and speaking of someone who was, I wouldn't have said I was a Bill and Ted fan. Um, I made the point of watching the originals. Um, I'm glad I did because I got, I definitely got more out of Face the Music because of that. Um, but in these times of being stuck inside and not being, having anything to do, you could go, you couldn't go wrong, even if you have absolutely no exposure to it, by going back and revisiting these three movies, yeah. um, because they're just fun. Um, they're they just are, good fun. Um, yeah. Unashamedly, so yeah. And it, like I said, even I went back with like, I went well, not even I, but like I went back with like this as someone that's like looking for things that are different in cinema at the moment, and with mm. films and trying to be trying to be a little bit more novel and then I even I was like oh fuck it's Bill and Ted it's just Bill and Ted and you go back and you go yeah it's just Bill and Ted yeah and that's all it ever needs to be that's all it ever needs to be yeah yeah so has it restored your faith in mainstream cinema uh yeah kind of a bit to be honest (laughs) like yeah genuinely okay I, I never thought it would, that would be the one, but again, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Of all the all the movies, I never thought that I, that I knew one would come along and get you sort of back involved, but I didn't think it would be this. But here we go. Yeah, but like that's what I mean. Like it's it's taken something. It's <laughs> it's taken for a film that to be released without agenda, without being um, that's been specifically written as like a third of two films if you know what I mean but it's done yeah. it in an honest open clever way it's not been forced in like people have been trying to make it for 10 years and the reason they've been trying to make it for 10 years is because the fans want to see it yeah exactly it's not it's not because it's, it's not a cash grab because it, no. it's they're not that like the fact that they've released it in the way they have is is proof of that yeah um and it, it's you know they they you know and the fact that they made it on the budget they made it as well like you would think that they would want to cash in on on that nostalgia which is what every company in the world is seemingly doing at the moment yeah. there is an element of that yeah, i mean the, the, like, it wouldn't the fact have been made got, if it wasn't for that you know no absolutely but that's not evident in the content of the film they've made in, you know in comparison to things like like again mulan was is a very cynical cash grab to you know play on people's nostalgia whereas this is yeah the exact opposite of that almost and that's the thing it's like like yeah using Mulan as a reference is a film that's got so much messaging in it yeah and so much labored into it that it completely loses its way yeah and it just becomes it just becomes a nothing film and you're like yeah it doesn't know what it is 
I don't know what it is. So I can't be asked. Yeah, I'm just, exactly. I'm just not asked with it and I'm done. Yeah. And like, I'm not disappointed. I'm not excited. It's just nothing to me. I I'm, don't, I couldn't care. Mm. So, which I think is worse than like just a bad film. And that's the thing. Like, this is almost the opposite of that in that they yeah. really concentrated on what they wanted to do, but they shied away from making textbook or what would be obvious mistakes and errors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I mean, yeah, they nailed it. They've obviously yeah. they've had plenty yeah, of time exactly. to think about it. Um, but like, yeah, again, like I said, they didn't, the political climate and the and the sort of the movie climate again. I do. I think the only sort of, the only thing that sort of lets you know that is made in twenty twenty is almost you know the thing we talked about, which is the the fact that we have daughters rather than sons. If yeah. they made it in two thousand two, it probably would have been sons. But apart yeah. from that, like again, the characters would have probably been almost exactly the same. Like the mm-hmm. fact that they're girls doesn't really have anything to do with it. And they don't, it's not like they they make some sort of point about woke you know, culture or anything like that. Yeah. It's not, there isn't that messaging because that's not what it's about. It's about Bill and Ted. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Party on dudes. Be excellent to each other. That's, yeah, exactly. that's all you need to worry about. Just, just like... And it is like, if there is going to be another Bill and Ted, then it will probably be the girls. Yeah, maybe. And I'm fine but, with that. Like, yeah, you know, because they are, they do demonstrate the same characteristics that their parents do. And it can be a, you know, it can be the, what the fucking Mutt Williams was going to be to Indiana Jones, you know? Mutt Williams, fucking hell. I've still never seen that film. Don't. I went to the cinema. Yeah, no, I saw that one coming. Even even in my, in my uh, you know, even back then I knew. I saw, I could see that one coming from a mile off. So I just avoided it. Um. Anyway, um. yeah, that, that we're sort of going to wrap it up on Bill and Ted. Um, Stay for a little post-credits thing, just so we can talk about the ending of Face the Music if you have seen it. Um, but definitely, I would I would recommend going out and, and checking it out because it is really good. Yeah, fuck um, it. And just and just like uplifting and sort of just it's a night, it's a good. It, it leaves you with a good feeling afterwards, which we all need at the moment. It's fucking depressing. <laughs> uh, it's the again, it's the polar opposite of the film we covered last week, which was you know um, the Devil all the time, which is just a, a oppressively bleak um, Netflix movie. This is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. That literally, like I would have expected this to be like a Netflix movie and for people to go and see it and, and people to watch it and be like, Oh yeah, it's actually quite good. And then it disappears with a nothing, mm. you know, but the fact that it got the release that it did is really sort of, again, like restored my faith in cinema a bit. Because it oh, didn't good. go onto a streaming platform. No. So I, I love that it, was, it wasn't to net. It was Bill and Ted's Face the Music. That's what well, did yeah, it for exactly. you. Yeah, fucking right <laughs> did, you know? Yeah, because, because you could understand what people were saying. In Bill you Ted, fucking you? could, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly my fucking point. Call yourself a fucking... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, stay after if you've seen the movie. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. No idea what we're going to cover next week um, because everything is getting pushed back again. Fuck knows what's going on in the world, but I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye.
Um, yeah, so the ending. I fucking love the ending. I didn't know whether you hated that. I thought you hated that ending. No, like, I loved it. Well, no, I was, I was like, is that it? Really? I was just like, as it kept, the more it kept going, I was like, oh my God, no, that is it. That is literally how they're going to end it. I'm just like, <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. That's, that is just the balls on them. Because they, so again, um, now we can spoil it. What happens at the end of Face the Music is they get everyone together, um, like this band. They've, made, they've come to the realisation that it's um, Preston Logan who write the song to save the world isn't actually Bill and Ted, it's the Dorsers. Um, yeah. And they make the, they have this point, so, no, we're here to back you up, which is, a, which is kind of the whole point of the movie. Um, but then they, they go around and give everyone in all space and time an instrument so everyone can play at the same time. So it's not because yeah. Bill makes, um, no, Ted makes the point of it's not enough just to listen to the greatest song ever written. People have to be involved in it. Yeah. And it's like, again, that's a great idea. Who's like, yeah, cool. Because that's um, the unity that they've got is that they are yeah. unifying that. It's not just, oh, no, there's one song that everyone loves so much that, no, 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 it's not that. And Bill, and again, he just, he makes that connection that he goes, no, wait, we need to go. And that's what they do. But the music itself comes from the daughters who are composing this amazing music coming from the likes of Mozart and bloody and Jimi Hendrix and, fucking, and yeah. these amazing artists. Um, but then it's the fact that they, they do this big shot of just the world and like all of the universe all like coming together as like everyone around that is playing music. And, you go, and, then, and we didn't think it would work, but it did. <laughs> directed by who'd like and then, yeah. the, and then the credits start rolling and that's it yeah. it's like you don't cut back to bill and ted there's no big like emotion like, that's it and i just went surely that's not it surely there's like a, and there is a little post credits right at the very end but there that is. is literally just just that's how they end the story of the film the actual main plot of the movie and that those versions of bill and ted are either like the 40 something versions that we've been with the whole way through the movie yeah. that's the last we see of them we don't see them again and they just and they do this and I've really I've read about it afterwards as well. There's this great thing they're doing over the credits, which is um people all around the world filming themselves like rocking out or doing their best Bill and Ted impressions. Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and so that's that's the what we have and it's basically um Alex Windsor put that out on Twitter and said, Can people just send them in please? Amazing. And so everyone did it and then a load of them are now included in the movie and you get like the, the big zoom out where there's hundreds of different like zoom um, video calls, like screens going on of yeah. everyone doing it all at the same time, which like if this year hadn't been this year, that would have been a nice point. But this year being the year there is where we are all separated in our separate homes, but everyone's being, everyone's doing this one thing for this movie. It's so much more powerful than it was, than it would have yeah. been. It's so much more, and it, I loved it. It's such a good ending for the whole thing. Mm. And it um, is, yeah, it's it's brilliant. Like the ending's great. The way that it ties it up is great, and it's so intelligently done as well because they're not like they haven't found like a I don't know. There's not like a weird sort of workaround or anything. It's just like a logical conclusion. Yeah, it's just like well, it was there. That, like you say, it's one of those things you we could could have seen it coming a mile off. Yeah, and you, like you can tell from the like Bill and Ted never like they've never even been that good at music, really. <laughs> like no, but their daughters are are amazing, and they know all this. Like, and they seed that throughout, like because they the way they talk about music and the way they like all the references they have in terms of like 
they just they know everything. They know everyone that like who's the best bass player in the world. Who's it? And so who's it makes the best so much sense. player in the world. Exactly. Yeah, and they're able to reference. Oh, it reminded me a little bit of whoever. And they were like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. But like, you get the feeling that like Ted, when he's saying, he has no idea what she's saying because he just they don't know. They just they never really, they've never studied it as much as the girls have. So it makes mm. so much sense that it's like, and again, the philosophy is one of those. The, the prophecy was misread type things where it's like we knew that a song written by Preston Logan was going to save the world. We never said which Preston Logan. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, obviously, why don't like that's, yeah, obviously that's what but it was going to be. But also, like, it's not even that it's like they do it in that way because the song is written by Preston and Logan, but the way that, that they get around it from being a stupid, like, oh, well, we didn't say that it wasn't Bill and Ted is that yeah. they just, they, because Bill and Ted perform. Yeah. So it is, it, is, it is a Wild Stallion song that's been written by Preston and Logan. Preston so they Logan are performing. And, and, like um, they are the front guys like up there playing their guitar. And yeah, they're like, playing. It centres around them, like this yeah. magic beam of energy centres around them. And you're like, so it works in both aspects. It's just it so smartly it, written. If you think about it as well, because not only them playing, but the mums. Yeah, the, the, the princesses, princesses they're also playing so it's literally the whole family all like the two generations and like and both sets of parents they're all there playing together and that's what like you say it's sentenced around Bill and Ted because the film's called Bill and Ted so that's where the energy comes from but none of it would be possible if they weren't all there together yeah, um, yeah I love it it's, I know it's really cheesy but I think it's pretty and like, like I love we fucking um, need it this year yeah and that, that's what I meant like and I was alluding to it earlier I didn't want to spoil it but that's um, the point sort of about two thirds of the way through or whatever, but they realize that the girls have been sent to hell. Um, and they find, they literally had the memory stick in their hand of the, of the song, the thing that they've been questing after all this time. Yeah. And like, without even hesitation, they like, I think it's Bill who has, it, just breaks it in half and goes, kill us. Like kill us now. So we can go and save our daughters from hell. Yeah. And they don't even like, it doesn't even, I, I love the fact that it wasn't like in a lesser film. Again, they would have had some sort of way up scene where they go, but Bill, if we do that, the whole world's going to die. Or, and they go, oh, no. Yeah. And they would have had a, a moment of indecision about it. But they didn't even do it. They didn't even entertain the idea. You just literally, immediately, and that's like, right, this is what this film's about. This exactly. is what it's all about. That's the point. It's the, it's the daughters and, and handing it over and them being the greatest achievement. And, yeah. And it's like, obviously. Yeah. That's exactly what it should be. And that's, and like, Bill and Ted are always like, on the right side of right, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the only the, one of the things that didn't quite work actually. The one thing I will say is the the um, the robot. Oh um, yeah. yeah. See, I I thought he was great to begin with, um, with his like his awkwardness and just like when he when he act, when he killed everybody by accident. He's <laughs> just like the little like eye movements and just yeah. like he like feeling really awkward. That was funny, but the more he spoke, the less funny he became. Yeah, it became because um, it, it's just it was the same joke. Yeah, he's a bit, yeah, he's, he's like okay, it's good. I've got a name now, and I'm just, and he's just he's just being awkward. Like you, you were funnier when you were just uh, yeah, just the, this slightly awkward like killer robot is is a is a quite funny idea. Yeah. Um, but then the more you talk, the more you're kind of... Exactly. The it. more you try to humanise him into becoming a completely separate character, like, rather than a weapon of spite created from the mum, 
Yeah. And you just go, and she's like, oh, Jesus, you even named him after my boyfriend? <laughs> you named him after my ex? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. I don't have anything else left to say. No. We'll just do a Bill and Ted ending and call it there. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we came here to talk about Bill and Ted. Um, and we did. <laughs>